Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. Thanks for tuning in to our very first episode. We're going to kick things off by dealing with the question all of our other episodes are going to be trying to answer, and that is, what is a healthy church? And to help us answer this 30,000-foot question, I'm excited to welcome Dr. Bruce Hopler. Bruce is the Executive Director of Church Strengthening with Converge, which is our parent organization. And not only is Bruce an experienced and gifted leader in our movement, he is also my friend. So I just want to welcome you to the podcast today, Bruce. Thank you, Brian. It's a real honor to be here, and I'm excited about uh, this podcast. Well, I'm excited to have you on here with me. <laughs> hey, let's just start right off the bat. Um, you know, for those who are listening who may not be familiar with Converge, I mean, why wouldn't you be familiar with the greatest <laughs> movement ever? Uh, but for those of them uh, who are who may not be familiar, why don't you just start by sharing with us, you know, who Converge is and and then what specifically your role is within the movement? You know, Brian, we have an interesting history because back in the middle of the 1800s, we were the Swedish Baptist General Conference. Then uh, in the 1940s, we became multicultural because we had English and Germans coming to our services. So we just dropped the word Swedish and became the Baptist General Conference. But some uh, years later, uh, we became converged and we are truly a multicultural with uh, a third of our congregations being non-Anglo. Wow. And we focus on strengthening, uh, starting, strengthening, and uh, sending uh, uh, churches and missionaries worldwide. And uh, <clears throat> so my area is the executive director of church strengthening. And my job is to work with our 11 districts and our 1,400 churches to help determine what healthy looks like within their ministry. That's great. Uh, well, I certainly have appreciated the help that you've given uh, Converge Mid-America. So uh, it's such an important piece of who we are as a movement. And especially, you know, I, I share this all the time, and it's a statistic that we, so many of us know, and that is 85% of churches in America, some people say 80%, but it really a lot, 85% of churches in America are either declining or plateaued. And, and really, I always say plateaued it, it for most of our churches is just another way of saying declining. Right. And so I, I just thought maybe you could help us right off the bat. What do you think are the major reasons that this statistic, uh, it takes place in America. You know, Brian, as I work with churches across the country, a lot of things come to mind. Uh, but the first one I would say uh, mostly is a spiritual problem. You know, I remember when I, after seminary, and I went and planted a church uh, and grew up for 18 years, I remember thinking, I will never become like one of those churches that they just become political or just somehow become uh, uh, just trying to build a social club. And, uh, and I hope I never did. But I got to tell you, it wasn't very long into the ministry when it started to feel almost like a machine, just trying yeah. to keep everything rolling. And if you're not careful, you lose your first love. And I have watched a lot of churches. I feel like they're they are focusing on so many programs and efforts, and they've lost their first love. 
And so I think the first thing is a spiritual problem, uh, keeping intimacy with Jesus and keeping Jesus the reason uh, and the central focus of your ministry. I guess another reason that comes to my mind is um, we ask our next-door neighbors to join our culture over understanding theirs. So in other words, they're... uh, 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 rather than trying to understand the people in our community, we're just asking them to uh, fit into our culture. Another thing that I've noticed, Brian, is uh, uh, our structures are oftentimes um, uh, perfectly designed to get the results that we're getting. I spent a lot of time with churches all over the country, whether it's doing strat ops or other kinds of strategic planning, helping them to rethink their structures so they're in alignment with their calling and their vision that God has called them to. I think too often their structures are working against them with how they set themselves up. I guess if I were to say a couple more, uh, sometimes we build our churches around desired results over mission. Uh, forgetting why we're in it, but we're just thinking about, well, I need these numbers. I need these results. I need so many people to be coming and uh, forgetting that we're supposed to be leading people to Christ and helping them to grow in discipleship. Sometimes even consumerism, it becomes a, a huge problem there. And I guess another thing I would say is we value production over discipleship and evangelism. Uh, church becomes uh, a show uh, rather than leading people into the Great Commission. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot, and I and I think right. uh, I think you're right on as as you talk about that. It's it's you know the the ministry that we do becomes very easily more important than the God of the ministry. Right, uh, and, right. Uh, and man, we've all been there, and uh, and and it's it it's such a simple answer, but yet it it's just an insidious thing that happens. And so uh, that's really, really uh, helpful. Um, you know, there, I'm kind of a linear guy. I'm kind of, you know, I gotta, I gotta know where and how to fix the problems or, or if I'm talking about church health, okay, what does it mean to be a healthy church? And, and uh, maybe, maybe this way is if you were to sort of create pillars uh, you know, th- our, our church is built on the following pillars to be healthy. Um, I hope that makes sense. What do you think are the most important pillars for a healthy church to build around? You know, Brian, that is the very question uh, that I gathered a team together about five years ago to ask. Uh, I am the first full-time hire on the national office for church strengthening. So I take this role and I realize, well, what does that mean? I mean, church strengthening is such a vague topic. And uh, what do we build around? And so I pulled together all these national leaders and we just began thinking and praying over it. And we actually came up with six pillars uh, that we built. Everything that we do here in Converge is built around these six things. The first one, spiritual formation. I talked about that earlier, how we can lose our love for Jesus. And so we we really I work on, and I believe that uh, for a healthy church, first of all, the pastor needs to have a love relationship with Jesus. Um, his devotional life should be more than just creating sermons, but actually uh, a, a day-to-day relationship. But I think it even goes beyond that, Brian. Um, uh, this is spiritual formation, spiritual development, discipleship, whatever terms you use. 
with your leaders, your board, uh, and your various leaders in your church, um, again, it can happen real easily that we're just doing church. And uh, if your leaders aren't growing in their personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, then uh, then stop everything else, and that should be your number one focus. Hmm. And even uh, uh, when it comes to the spiritual formation of your congregation, too often churches will say things like, oh, yeah, yeah we got that covered. We got Sunday school or we got uh, small groups. Well, the question is, is not do you have Sunday school or small group, do you have a program? But through that, whatever method you're using, can you say that the uh, those that are going through it are more in love with Jesus this year than when they started last year? Mm. Are husbands treating their wives and children better? Are are people, are men and women being better business people? Are they uh, serving the community more? Are they being more Christ-like, more biblical in their way of living because of these programs? And when you begin to ask that question, uh, that begins to reshape everything. So the first thing I would, first pillar I would say is, and the most important one, I would always start here, is your discipleship, your your spiritual formation. That's good. The second one, I guess I would say, is biblical visioneering. Uh, we added the word biblical because uh, uh, obviously uh, we're not a corporation. We are uh, building around a uh, a solid biblical foundation in our love relationship with our holy God and and living out the mission. I say visioneering because it's not only a vision, but it's a strategy behind that. And so it's helping pastors and churches to see who they are and who they are not. Uh, To really ask the question, why has God called this pastor with this group of leaders in this town during this season? And that's why uh, uh, when churches just try to go to a seminar and copy all the other churches in town or, or the, the latest and greatest, uh, it's a colossal failure every time yeah. because they are not being authentic to listening who has God called them to be and what is their vision for that church. And by the way, that that reminds me too is I think that also leads to churches being really competitive with each other. You know, sort yes, of yes. sort of protecting our own uh, kingdom, uh, a little K kingdom, yes, instead yes. of thinking about the whole kingdom. That's huge. That's huge, and and it, it happens innocently, uh, but it it is unhealthy. So the first thing, getting spiritually healthy, at all levels. Second, biblical visioneering understanding your identity in Christ, who you are as a church, and what is your unique calling in your unique city, in your unique area. Then the third thing, Brian, is strategic thinking. It is amazing when you can have a church that's got a really good sense of, this is why we exist. This is what we need to do. This is what what God has called us to. This is why God has brought us here. But then all of their structures are designed to work against that. Hmm. Their structures work in such a way where they're uh, uh, having to make sure they have all these programs or or trying to do things that were existing from a long time ago, or um, uh, they create so much activity that we're not building our ministry around the vision and mission. We're building it around all the things that somebody said we should have done or could do or, 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 or would do. And so the next 
phase, the next critical pillar is to step back, examining your vision, mission, and core values, and then redesign your structure so that it's working alongside so you can be more effective in your calling. Hmm. Good. And so now, Brian, here you got, you've got healthy, uh, healthy leaders, uh, a healthy biblical church, unique vision for you guys. You have strategic thinking and getting to where you need to get there. But who are you going to do that with? And that's your leaders. I think, Brian, way too often, uh, churches are praying that a church somewhere else in the country is raising up leaders. That person will have a job transfer and will show up at their church and their town if they have ready-built leaders. Uh, we've got to stop that kind of mentality. Uh, if you say, well, my church, the problem is my church, we don't have any leaders. Okay, stop. Why? How do we help churches to, uh, to mentor and develop leadership, leadership culture um, and uh, helping them to think through all the different things they need to think through and, and encouraging, developing them as leaders and helping them uh, to grow. You know, that's, that's uh, reminds me that, you know, Jesus really invested in 12 guys. Uh, it took yes. him, it took him three years to mm -hmm. develop 12 guys that 11 of them kind of hung in, in there with them. Uh, and, right. uh, and he had one failure. And so, you know, if, if Jesus had to work that hard to build leaders, you would think uh, that it would be important for us too. Yeah. And you know, when you think about it, uh, there was nothing fair about Jesus. Yeah. He didn't say, well, okay, that, you know, the crowd of 5,000, you know, so everybody gets an equal take. He narrowed that down to 12. Of the 12, there were three, mm -hmm. and of the three, there was one. Mm -hmm. And you need to think about this when you're leaders. Who are some of your high-capacity leaders that God is calling to help you to go take this church to the next level? Mm -hmm. And so you have your ones, you have your threes, and you have your twelves. Now, does that mean that you love or value any less anybody else in your congregation? Of course not. The question is, you need to be spending the majority of your time with your leaders so that they can be spending the majority of time with their leaders, and then they could be spending the majority of their time with the people within the congregation. Hmm. It's really an act of love is really what it is. Okay, so now you have said, we got to be spiritually healthy. Uh, biblical visioneering of thinking through uh, uh, what it is that uh, God has uniquely called us to, strategic thinking, organizing well, raising up good leaders. Now, Brian... Too many churches become inward focused. Hmm. I got to take care of myself. I mean, Brian, we are recording this in the middle of a pandemic. And a lot of churches' immediate response was batten down the hatches. We got to survive. We got to take care of ourselves. And the problem is, is that while that may seem logical, that, well, we got to take care of me and everything, and then we can think about uh, everybody else out in the community. Is it's counter biblical hmm. uh, because Jesus made it very clear that we exist to serve. And so it, isn't it fascinating that we will tell our, our congregants, if you tithe, we believe that God will honor that. 
And this is not some kind of prosperity thing. I'm just saying that God will God will take care of you if you are faithful to Him. But when it comes to our as an organization as a church, we oftentimes don't model that. Hmm. And so I would say the next pillar is called expanding beyond. This is taking uh, areas, maybe 10% of your time, energy, and money, and supporting things that you do not get any benefit out of. Only the kingdom of God gives you benefit out. That's how I separate it. Uh, if you're doing a ministry, but it, it benefits your congregation, great. No problem with that. But I'm looking for things that you can say, we, God, we are going to trust you. We're going to tithe our time and energy and money. So what are examples of that? Uh, church planting, supporting a church planner, uh, international missions, uh, helping out, you know, serving, you know, and, and raising up and supporting missionaries, uh, or community impact. Uh, helping the homeless, uh, helping serve uh, uh, some other, you know, uh, at-risk group or uh, uh, single moms or something. Something that by doing it, you probably won't get anything returned financially or maybe even leader-wise, but you're honoring the kingdom of God. I just got to believe that God, uh, um, uh, you know, will honor that. And I got to tell you, Brian, I really think that a lot of our plateaus sometimes would uh, point right back to this. Hmm. We just start getting so inwardly focused that what seems logical is counterintuitive and then begins to, uh, uh, to end you know, our ministry. And finally, I would say supportive networks. At Converge, we call it Better Together. And so churches need other churches. We need to, we need uh, not to be alone. Mm. Pastors need support. Congregations need support. Let's act like we actually like each other and work together and know that uh, God's uh, uh, kingdom is bigger than ourselves. That's just amazingly good information in there. And, you know, one of the goals of this podcast is is that we would uh, be able to take sort of these bite-sized chunks and uh, use them with our staff, use them with our leadership boards, use them with our better together groups of pastors, right, right, that, right. that we're meeting with. And uh, that that's just, I mean, we could just be thinking about that and processing that and working through that for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's it's that good of, of stuff. Um, I, I wanted to ask you one final question, and, and that's this. You know, we, we want to make sure in these podcasts that we get sort of this sort of teaching content, but then also I want to know what can I do? <laughs> I, I got to have a plan. I got to have something that I can actually uh, get going on. And so, you know, if if a church is in this 85% of declining churches, you know, raise your hand. Yes, that's me. That's our church. What What's one or two things that you would say, you know what, here's how you should start. Th th these are the first couple of things I would think about if I were you. You know, Brian, um, it is very difficult uh, to solve our own problems. I, uh, I can be a master at solving other people's problems, and uh, but not my own. I think there's a lot of value of having an outsider just helping you. Maybe it's another pastor in town to say, hey, um, can I just talk to you for a minute? It seems like God's doing some cool things in you. Uh, would you just coach me through this or going through your district leadership or, or uh, another church? I think one key element is to step back 
get away from the madness a little bit and think about uh, and help somebody to kind of work through some of these different things. Also, Brian, I guess the other thing I would think of is uh, the thing that you've heard me say over and over like a broken record. Um, at the end of the day, if you are loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then loving your neighbors yourself, uh, so therefore you are asking not how do we survive as a church or, or focusing so much on your programs, but saying, God, I just want to, I want, I want my heart to be broken over you and just falling deeper in love with you. Uh, I do believe that those two then, then start loving your neighbor uh, will start causing you to have these aha moments of recognizing what are we doing that's healthy and what are we doing that's not healthy. Um, once you do that, uh, then you're going to have the boldness to follow through with what God's showing you. That's good. That's good. I, I'm, I'm always amazed that, at, you know, as a pastor, we're telling people all the time, you need to be building relationships with non-Christian people and, and, uh, and, and sharing uh, the gospel with them. And as pastors, it can be really hard to build those relationships sure. with non-Christians because sure. we spend so much of our time with our church people and we have to be living out the very thing that we're asking our people to do. So right. I, th I think that's that's really important. Hey, I, I, I want to thank you for being here today. Um, I, you know, if, if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Well, Brian, uh, uh, certainly on our website, um, the Converge, you just go to the national section and I'm listed there as the leaders. Uh, my, and what's that website? Oh yeah, converge.org, uh, converge.org. And then you got to pick the, the actual location and you go to the national office. Uh, but you know, if you want to email me, just simply Bruce Hopler, B-R-U-C-E-H-O-P-L-E-R at converge.org. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I will be surprised if you don't get some uh, people wanting to reach out to you because of, of what you shared. Well, uh, would you mind, uh, as we close every, every one of these episodes, I, I'd love for the guest that we have to just pray us out and pray mm -hmm. a blessing on our churches and our pastors. Could you do that for us? Heavenly Father, what an honor it is to be able to serve you and to be a part of your kingdom work. And Father, one thing I know about churches that are uh, in the you know the plateau or decline is the pastors and their leaders, they're tired. It is not uh, that these are not bad people. They're just tired and they're overwhelmed. Father, I just pray that you uh, uh, help each pastor and each church leader to be reminded not only to love on you, but to be reminded how much you love them. Father, I ask that you give us uh, wisdom and clarity and direction, and uh, may we truly live out the Great Commission. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for uh, being a part of this. In our next episode, Dr. Hoppler is going to join us again, and uh, he's going to talk about the church life cycle. What in the world is it, and how do we discern where we are on the life cycle in regards to our individual ministries as well as in our church as a whole? And so thanks so much for joining us and want to make sure that you subscribe to this channel and uh, feel free to check out our website at, at advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. 
Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Converge Mid-America, visit our website at convergementamerica.org.